agreement. Welcome, everybody, to Church on the North Coast. I'm glad you're here today. Are you glad to be here today? Amen, amen. Happy birthday to all the lovely people we, we, we mentioned and didn't mention. Welcome back. Uh, Devin, it's good to, see you. it's good to see you home and smiling there. It's good to see you. It's good to see lots of smiling faces in the room. I'm glad you're here. I want you to know that you have the victory in Jesus. Amen? You have the victory in Jesus. I uh, want you to take your Bible this morning. Go with me uh, to where do I want to start. Let's start in Luke 8, verse 10. Just hold it there for a minute, and that's where we'll start. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for wisdom and revelation that's found in the secret place with Jesus. Just wanted to give that little baby some air time. <laughs> he needs to voice some things he's letting out. The Bible says with groanings uh, that aren't understood, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> he's good. Don't worry about it. No pressure. Children in, a, in the house of the Lord are a sign of a promising future. Amen. Yeah. If that noise is ever not here, we're in trouble. Amen? That noise is never not here. We're in trouble. So Jesus, we just thank you for your presence. That's why we're here, right? Amen. Amen. I want to know the secrets of God. I want to know the secrets of God. I, uh, they didn't teach me this in Bible school, but they should have. They should have. They should have. They should have. There's a difference between salvation and glory. Oh, there's a massive difference between the two. Salvation is free. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord, I want you to know, it's free. You could be free, right? You could be set free and go to heaven right now. You could bring heaven right now. It's free. Jesus paid for it. It's free to us. Cost him everything. It's free to us. Cost him everything. What, I'm, what, I'm, what I've learned over 27 years Is you can be saved, but not have the manifest presence of God on your life. You could come to church, and you can experience God momentarily. And you could walk out, still be saved, but not have glory. And what I've learned is that there is, there is 
And while salvation is free, glory is costly. Man, like I said, they don't teach you this in Bible school. They don't touch this. But I want you to know if you'll pursue glory, and I I hesitate to use that word because I don't want you to think it's something weird or spooky. But it's the manifest presence of God. It's the tangible presence of God that comes upon a life that is consecrated and set apart, committed, and most importantly, it is a man or woman to whom God trusts. Let me ask you this. Does God trust you enough to share his secrets with you. I'm going to tell you, if you get to a place with God where he begins to reveal himself to you in ways that are unusual and not known by the average pew-sitter, Nothing wrong with warming a seat. I recommend everybody do it on a consistent basis because the probability of bouncing into the presence is more likely. If you, if you know me, if you know me well enough, there, there are parts of me that I will reveal to you that others are not privileged to. This is why What's happening in society today is so sickening. Because we take the sacredness of marriage and we desecrate it and we make it common. If you, if God begins to trust you, you can be certain that his manifest presence will begin to come upon your life in ways that communicate to everyone around you that that God trusts Marty. How do we know it? 
God reveals himself to Marty in ways he doesn't reveal himself to all of us. You might meet me, but just because you met me doesn't mean you know me. And the deeper you know Jesus, the more his presence is tangible upon your life. It's like Now, trust is the currency of the manifest presence of God. It's the currency. God, I want God to trust me. Come on, you need to write that down. God, I, I want to earn your trust. It almost sounds anti-Christian to write it down or say it, doesn't it? Because you don't have to earn salvation. But if you want the manifest presence on your life, God's going to have to trust you. You got to trust me. Troy, can I trust you with my glory that you won't use it for you? That you won't manipulate it for your glory. Because I'm not sharing my glory with no one. This is what the Bible says. The Bible says he does not share his glory. Not going to share it. And so there's a difference between salvation presence of God that abides so heavily upon one's life that God trusts them with his deepest secrets that reveal parts of him. If I trust you, there's only, you know, I say this all the time. About three people in this world I trust. One person in particular besides Jesus. Jesus and Becca, everybody else, keep your hands where I can see them. That's it. Why? Why do I trust my wife more than I do you? Because she knows me. She knows me, man. She knows me. She knows my weaknesses. She knows my insecurity. She knows me in the dark. She knows me in the light. She knows me when I'm sick. She knows me when I'm well. She knows me when I'm happy. She knows me when I'm sad. She knows me. She has earned the right. She has earned the privilege of my trust. You want to know why the desecration of marriage is so despicable? It's a breach of trust. It's the most sacred thing God has given us. This thing that we exchange covenant vows between us and heaven and we say, I trust you. I 
trust you, man. I trust you, so I'm going to expose myself. I'm going to show myself. You're going to know me so intimately that I'm going to give you access that nobody else gets. Trust. Trust you. To whom God reveals his secrets, that's the one that carries the glory of God. Let me ask you this. Got any secrets with God? Any secrets? Has God revealed himself to you in ways that's uncommon to the general population of the church? A breach of trust. I'll tell you a secret. Don't tell me no secrets, man. I can't keep a secret for nothing. Can't man, I'm, not because I'm dirty. I just, I just excited. When you got pregnant, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to tell everybody. You can't tell nobody, Troy. Why'd you tell me? You shouldn't have told me. <laughs> Anybody else like me? I'm like, man, don't tell me no secret. I can't hold it in. We start planning stuff back there and stuff. I'm like, I just walk out of the room like, hey, guess what we're doing? We're going we're gonna to build a racetrack in the parking lot. You know what I mean? I can't keep a secret. Except, except if I love you. If I love you enough. I'll shut my mouth. I won't tell nobody. Because I know, I know, if I let it out, I broke your trust. I breached the trust, and the trust was the strength of the covenant. The trust was the strength of the relationship between you and me. If I let it out, if I, if I, if I just murmur it to anybody and everybody, I've made what's between us common. And once I make what's between us common, I express the value, the true value of what you mean to me. Jesus said these words, man, and I don't think we really, we've really considered them much. Now, I've been wrestling with this scripture. If you've been really listening, I've been mentioning this scripture probably every time I've preached for the last four to five months. It says in Luke 8, verse 10, go there. To you, it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom. The secrets of the king of the kingdom. It's been given to us. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. Listen to me. It's a privilege for you, to, for God to reveal the secrets to you 
And he's, and he's wanting you to engage in this relationship of trust so much so that he begins to whisper what he's doing before he does it. How he's doing it. God, don't, Troy, don't worry. Thank you, church, by the way. Thank you, church, for, for showing up. Thank you for showing up at the polls and voting for the sacredness of life. I appreciate that. I know that, I know that it didn't come out the way that... You know, it should have, but, but to us it's been given to know. God showed us, God's showing us something. It's a secret. Deuteronomy 29, 29, go there. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. The secret things. How many want to know the secrets of God? I want to know the secrets of God. If I know the secrets of God, God trusts me. If I know the secrets of God, his presence abides upon me in tangible ways. I want, his, I want the secrets. Not because I want the secret so I can, you know, like tell everybody, you don't have the secret, I have the secret. No, I want the secret because I want the relationship with God. I want to know him like that. Romans eleven thirty three. 33. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. Except to those who know the secrets. To us, it's, it's accessible if you know the secrets. Genesis 18, 17 says, And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm doing? Look at me. You can get to a place with God where he will begin to do something and he'll feel obligated to reveal it to you first. There is a difference. Listen to me. There is a difference between salvation and those who carry the secrets of God. If you get the secrets of God, you already have the salvation. But if you get the secrets of God, you get the reward of God. Amos 3, 7. Some of you still aren't convinced yet. Look, look, it's all through the Bible. Surely the Lord does nothing unless he reveals his what? Secrets to whom? His, his servant, the prophets. So there are two categories. The saved, blood-bought, Washed in the blood, going to heaven, bringing heaven. But there is another category of believer that you have and I have the privilege to have access to God in. And that is this access where he says, I won't do anything until I reveal it to Troy. Why? Because I trust Troy. Troy has earned the right. He carried my presence. He stewarded the glory well. He didn't sell out to culture. He didn't tuck tail and run when it got tough. He didn't vote against me. He didn't 
didn't align himself with an ideological perspective of this world. He stayed true. He honored my manifest presence on his life. Three secrets that are revealed in Matthew 6. There are three secrets that are tucked in the scripture. I don't have time to read through the whole thing. But I'm just going to summarize them for you. And when I do, you'll, you'll, your mind will go back. You should write this down. Go back and study this for yourself. Don't trust the thing I'm telling you. Literally, don't trust the thing I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Matthew 6. He says there in, in uh, verse... I don't know if I can read it. I don't have my glasses with me. Matthew 6. Let's so start. Verse... Verse 1 starts right off. It says, Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So, the first secret here he tells us to keep, he says, to keep, There's a secret in giving. When you give, he says, Do it in secret. It's nobody else's business. But look, you're a free will being. If you want the reward of man, you can have it. If you want the virtue, if you want a virtue signal, you can go ahead and virtue signal, and everybody that, that aligns with that sickening perspective will clap their hands for you. They'll give you likes and thumbs up and hearts and everything. And you can, have, you can have the glory of this world. You can have all the glory of this world. That will be your reward if you do it and you broadcast it for everybody to know. But if you do your giving in the Father in, in the secret place will see what you do in secret. And he says, I will watch what you give in the secret place, and I will reward you openly in public. But, but, but what God is saying here is like, be careful. Be careful that you don't choose the wrong reward and right now i want to i want to repent for the church who has chosen we, there there have been moments where he we have chosen the way of the world the reward of the we wanted we wanted the world to approve of us so we do it like the world we sound like the world we 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 get on instagram and we we broadcast live everything and we do it just like they do it. But God said, don't do it like that, Troy. I just want, I want the secret place. I want to reward you from the secret place. And here's what God's saying to, the, to us today, church. He's saying you can have the reward, the glory of man if you want it. But you cannot have both. You cannot have it both ways. You're either going to get the glory of the world and you can have the manifest presence of this world on your life. You can have the claps and the attaboys and oh my gosh, you're so amazing. Look at what you did. Aren't you the greatest little Christian ever? Or you can get the reward of your father who rewards you from the secret place. And I want you to know that the reward of your father is presence. 
you wanted me to say something else, but, but it's not. It's not. It's not a bigger house. It's not a, it's not a Cadillac, man. It's not an SUV. It's, not, it's, it's none of that. It is the presence of the King of glory. It's the presence of Jesus. And I tell you, if you'll pursue the presence of glory, he said, I am your exceedingly great reward. I want you to know that the reward of heaven, it is greater than the reward of this world. And if we'll just teach ourselves to let go of the accolades and everything in this world, and if we'll grab hold of the eternal reward of Jesus, We'll never thirst again. We'll never long again. We'll never strive again. Death will not haunt us. Nothing will dissuade us. Nothing will discourage us. It doesn't matter what happens. No matter the valley, you'll walk through it and don't, you won't even care. This is when you give, give in secret. When you pray, The second thing that's folded in this chapter, when you pray, don't be like those sold-out Pharisees and Sadducees who sell out for what they can get. They want the pretense of presence without the power of it that transforms So they stand on the corner in their long flowing robes and their white collars and they articulate their prayers so precisely that when they pray, they move the masses, but they do not move heaven. So when you pray, go into the secret place. So I want you to see, first of all, giving is not an option. He didn't say, if you give. He said, when you give. When you give. So giving is not a choice to the believer. It's just who we are. And when you pray. He didn't say, if you pray. He said, when you pray. It's better that you know how to pray in private than you do on a microphone. Everybody wants a microphone. Everybody wants a platform. But nobody wants a closet. Nobody wants a secret place. Nobody wants to be obscure and unknown. Nobody wants to hide out in the back and fast and pray for the the glory of God. But everybody wants to be seen and known and heard. I said, God, make me me invisible. But just don't allow your glory not to come hide me hide me in the cleft of the rock hide me under the shadow of the almighty do what you must God but I know I I don't want the reward of this world God I want the reward of heaven I need the reward of heaven I don't need likes and I don't need to be popular I don't need any more people to like me I need, I need God to like me. I, I need God to approve of me. I need Jesus to say, good and faithful servant, you did not sell out. You didn't grow weary in well-doing. Why? Because you found a secret place. You knew the secret place. 
He said, and when you pray, go into the go into the room. And there in that room, all by your lonesome self, lift your voice to heaven. And don't worry about how pretty you sound. But make sure the sound that comes out of your mouth comes from your heart. And when you go in, he said this, and this is a really important thing. Don't overlook it. He said, shut the door. Shut the door. I'm telling you, Jesus here is letting us know. He's letting us know. If you want the manifest presence of Jesus, you've got to shut the door to the world. You've got to put everybody else out. You've got to put your wife out. You've got to put your kids out. You've got to put your best friends out. You've got to put them out. You've got to shut the door behind you and say, I don't need nobody but Jesus. I don't care about this world. Just give me Jesus. I've closed the door on what you think or what they think or what the blue thinks or the red thinks. I don't care nothing about that all I care about Jesus is what you think I shut the door come on say shut the door you got to shut the door, church. It's time to shut the door to the secret place. It's time to find yourself in a place all alone, just you and Jesus. He said, and when I see you in that secret place, I will see in secret and I will reward you openly. He said, I will make a distinction upon those who know the secret place from those who, don't, who do not know the secret place. Those who know the secret place will carry the manifest presence of God. They will carry the glory of God on their life and doesn't matter where they go, doesn't matter what room they walk into, it is, it is, it is undeniable. He can look at them and say, man, I see something on you. I don't even know what it is, but there's something on your life that is not of this world. There is a courage that you carry. There is a grace in your stride. There is truth in your innermost being. You are formed with stuff not of this world. You carry something different than everybody else. I've met some Christians before, but I ain't met nobody that walks like you and talks like you. There is a bit of God in everything that you do. Because you carry the reward of heaven. But you can't have both. You can't have both. You can't have the virtue signaling. If you're going to virtue signal, that'll be your reward. But if you want the reward of heaven, it's in a closet. It's in a secret place. And then he says, when you fast, don't, don't broadcast it. Don't walk around looking hungry. <laughs> the problem with this is there ain't a whole lot of fasting. Don't get grouchy. But listen, don't get hangry. <laughs> you go about, you go about, you know, they've proven this. You don't, you can't trust science much anymore. But they said, they say this, that if you go 15 hours of fasting, 15, if you get to 15 hours, something inside of you begins to change. 
your cells start acting different. Your cell, at a cellular level, your cells start kicking out bad cells. And once you get to around 19, it goes into preservation mode and it gets militant about it. It starts extracting every sickness or disease or every malignant cell. It starts kicking it out. It starts telling it to go. It's interesting that Jesus set the precedence for fasting. That you can go how many days? So, so you can go 40 days without eating. You know that? Then why do you eat every day three times a day? Look at me. I'm telling you something. I'm unlocking a truth here. So then, so then you've either be, you've been, you've been conditioned by what? The world. This world told you you got to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Or, or it's addiction. It's one of the two. You've either been conditioned or you're, you're, there's an addiction there. Don't talk to me about the Pastor, I can see faces. They're like, stop, go, turn around. Don't, don't go down this hallway. Go, no, no, no. Right? Right? So it's either conditioned or you're addicted. Could it be that by his stripes we're healed? If he becomes the bread of our life. Could it, could it be? Could it be? Could it be? You're not supposed to skip a meal just because you fast. You're supposed to eat the bread of life when you fast. And could it be that Jesus hid, with, he, he, he hid a secret in what he's saying here? Could it be that he's revealed? He's a Troy, I'm going to give you a secret here. If you'll teach yourself to eat when I say, rather than when you want to, I bring healing. I said, God, I don't just want healing for me. I want healing for, ah, yes. So I started, I started fasting at least, at least 15 hours a day. At least, that's the minimum for me, at least 15. I look at my last meal and I go, I'm not eating for another 15 now, right around 15 hours, I get grouchy. You can ask my wife, she'll tell you. She won't tell you too much because that would be hurtful to me. He said, when you fast, don't put on sackcloth and make yourself dirty and I'm so hungry, I haven't eaten. He said, when you fast, clean yourself up. Get yourself under control, Troy. It's been 15 hours. I went 40 days. You're, gonna, you're going to live. You're going to be okay. God, I'm hungry. My little boy over there on the front row, he said, he said my tumbly, my tumbly's all rumblies. I said, Jesus, my tumbly's all rumblies. So you're just conditioned and addicted. You need this bread, not that bread. Come, come. But you can't have both, church. You can't have the healing of Jesus. (laughs) 
Oh, man, I feel like I'm walking on water right now a little bit, you know. You can't have the healing that's found in glory when you're conditioned by the world and addicted to what the world's peddling. So if you want what's found in the secret place, you got to fast in secret. You got to push it away. You got, you've got to teach your flesh that I would rather have the reward that comes from the Father in the secret place. I would rather have the bread of Jesus than I would. The oh, bread is so good, y'all. Bread is so good. But I would rather have the glory of my Father than I would the glory of this world. I would rather have the, the, the data boys from my Father than I would from this world. Closing. Secrets are whispered. Secrets are whispered. They are never shouted. This tells me when you tell a secret, you're not out here telling secrets like, hey, man, let me tell you what happened last night. That's not how you tell secrets. You tell secrets like this. You get real close. Let me tell you what God's going to do. I'm whispering. <laughs> When God tells you secrets, he whispers. And if God, if God is whispering a secret to you, you have to be close enough. It tells us there must be intimacy. If you want secrets, there must. You've got to close the distance between you and Jesus. Because secrets are never screamed. Secrets from God. It's not in the fire. It's not in the wind. Not in the earthquake. It's in the still, small voice. When he whispers, but you got to be close enough to hear the Spirit of God whisper. Secrets are not cheap. They're not easy. And they are not convenient. It's time church like I look at the camera and I'm like turn it off it's too cheap we've cheapened it we, we, we're like we break our backs in the church over communicating hey we're doing this thing and you gotta come and you should come send a text message send an email send, put it on social media announce it on Sunday mornings we are so, we are so codependent that we, that we won't even allow ourselves to, to, to like worship and preach before we give the announcements we cheapen it But we got to get to a point like we're saying, man, listen, turn it all off. If you get hungry enough, you'll come looking for the presence of God. If life comes down on you hard enough, you'll come looking for the presence of God. You'll come, you won't, you won't wait for anybody to beg you. I'm, we just come to church, just come to church, come to church, come to church. I, man, I wish I said, come to church. You won't have to beg them. You get hungry, you get lonely, you get tired, you get weary. They'll come looking for it. They'll come looking for it. So I want you to know, like, 
Proverbs 25, 2 says, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter. It's the glory of God to conceal, but the glory of kings to search it out. (laughs) You know what God's saying there? Church, you're making it too easy. You're, You're robbing, we are robbing a generation of the glory that's found only in secret. So I say, turn them all off. Shut down the Instagram, the Facebook. If you want Jesus, figure out where we're meeting and when we're doing it. Get connected to a family. You say, that sounds harsh. I love you. I don't want the reward of this world for you. I want the reward that comes from the Father. And the Father said it is his glory to hide things. But it is your glory To find what he has hidden. And the question is this. Are you looking for his secrets? Foster, uh, or secrets are given alone. Secrets are whispered. Secrets are not cheap, easy or convenient. And secrets are are given alone. Here's what I know. Most of the secrets of God that I've encountered came not from the congregation, not in this setting. They came to me alone, alone, desperate, hurt. I look at my friend out here today, and I remember a time I was working for the city. And there was this, then when I worked for the city, I'd get up at like 7 in the morning, and I'd go out to my truck and be parked in this cold garage. And they gave you like 30 to 40 minutes. That's not true. They gave you like four hours. You know what I mean? But I took advantage of it because every morning, every morning I'd, I'd run to my truck with my Bible and I'd turn the dome light on. And there in that truck in that dirty pigeon poop garage, there's pigeon poop everywhere, I would be in the secret place. And I remember one time in particular, I was in the secret place and the presence of God fell tangible. The presence of God was in that little cab of that big truck and I was in there with Jesus, just me and Jesus all alone. And I was at one of the most painful times of my life. I felt alone, abandoned. I felt forsaken. But Jesus was with me in that cold truck. He was there with me. And one of the guys, he climbed up and he began to bang on the window because I don't know how long I'd been there I don't know how long I'd been in the private place, in the secret place with Jesus. He's banging on the window, and I lifted my face, and by the, by the look on his face, I could, only, I could only imagine that what he saw was Jesus. He had to have seen glory. He looked at me. His eyes got big, and he was a believer, and he, he said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and he climbed back down, and he backed away from the truck. He said, I'm sorry, and he walked away, and I finished my secret time with Jesus, and I climbed out of the truck, and he said, Troy, Jesus was in that truck with you. I'm telling you, Jesus was in that, that secret place with you, and I want you to know today, secrets will come in your most painful moments of life. Do not despise those moments, but embrace those moments when everybody leaves you and nobody is there and you felt forsaken. I want you to know those are the moments where I have found that God wants to come close to me and reveal his secrets to me. 
And it was in that, it was in, a, in an atmosphere just like that where God showed me the call of God on my life before I even knew anything. He showed me the call of God. He showed me the future that I would walk in in that moment all alone with God. Secrets will come to you in the secret place alone with God. All through Scripture, what do we see Jesus doing? Sneaking away. They were always looking for Jesus. We lost Jesus. We can't find Jesus. <laughs> Maybe look behind the couch. Maybe he's back there. He's always sneaking away. Where was he going? To the secret place. Because he didn't want the glory of Rome. He didn't want the affirmation of his friends. What he wanted was the glory of his father. Fostering secrecy with God. Here's some real practical things to do this week. You ready? Here's some real practical things to do. Sneak away daily for five minutes and ask Jesus to meet you there. Every day, sneak away. No matter what you're doing. You know, some, some of you moms are going to have to run to the bathroom. Lock the door. You know, like, no, I'm not coming out for five minutes. Sneak away. Sneak away for five minutes every day. See what happens. Number two, ask Jesus to give you a secret from his word daily. When you, read your, when you read your Bible, read your Bible. When you read your Bible, read your Bible. When you read your Bible, read your Bible. When you read your Bible, what did I say? Okay, thank you. Read your Bible. Every day, preferably in the morning, before you get in the middle of some mess, just put, before you get in the middle of anger, you know, traffic, people are dumb. I'm telling you, we've never been dumber as a society than we are today. And that dumbness will test the threshold of your temperance severely. So you need a word from God before you leave the house. Ask Jesus to give you a secret from his word. Watch what happens. Number three, do your giving in secret. Bless somebody. Bless somebody this week in secret. Watch what happens. Number four, and this one's important. Give the Holy Spirit permission to bring conviction to your life where you sin privately. I don't sin privately. Everyone does. Just come on. Come on, let's be grown-ups in the room. You're sinning private. Now ask the Holy Spirit. Here's a courageous prayer. This is a courageous prayer. Holy Spirit, I give you permission Come on, right now, pray it with me. Because when you leave, I don't believe you're gonna do it. So pray it with me right now. Come on, say, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. reveal the sin in my life that is private. I give you permission to bring conviction. In Jesus' name. Oh, you prayed it, now it's coming. I close with this. The secret is worth Give me your undivided attention. The secret is worth the rejection. I want you to know the secret is expensive. It's going to cost you. It's going to cost you time, talent, treasure. It's going to cost you. It's going to cost you ego, pride. It will cost you. The secret will cost you. And I want you to know going in, if you pursue the secret, 
you'll be rejected by this world. Amen. Isn't that exciting? They're not going to want to hang out with you anymore? I pray that over you right now. I pray such tangible presence over your life right now. If you want it, put your hands up. I pray right now such tangible presence over your life that they don't even, they're so convicted by the glory that's on your life that they just can't. They're like, it's just like, I don't, I don't want to hang out with you because when I hang out with you, I feel convicted. Mark us, Lord. Mark me, Jesus. Mark me, Jesus. Make me different. Make me different. Mark my life. Not like, I don't want to be like everybody else, God. Mark my life with your presence. I want your presence. I want the reward of you, Jesus. I don't want a bigger car. I don't want a bigger house. I don't want more people. I don't want more more influence. I want Jesus. I want you, Jesus. I want you, Jesus. And I tell you the secret is worth it. Amen? I tell you the secret is worth the rejection of this world because of this. Because there will be a Delilah. There will be a Delilah that will entice you to lay your head in her lap. There is a Delilah that is enticing you to lay your head in her lap. And she's telling you, give up the secret of God. Give up the reward of heaven. Let go. It's too hard. It costs too much. Let it go, Samson. Let it go, Samson. Tell me the secret of your strength, Samson. Just tell me the secret of your strength. She's pestering you. She's, she's, she's pestering you for the secret. She's, she's begging you to give up your secret with God. This Because this world, the enemy of, of your soul, the, the devil himself knows where your strength comes from. Your strength does not come from this world. Your strength as a believer in Jesus does not come from the circumstance you're in, the friends that surround you. Your friend, your strength comes from the Lord. It was a mark on Samson's life. There was the manifest presence on Samson's life that was unlike everyone, everybody else. There was a glory that he carried that was undeniable. Timothy, you listen to me. There's a glory that's undeniable. I look at you and I see it. Young man back here who I met, I look at you and I see the glory on your life. It is undeniable there is a glory on your life that rests on you, none like everybody else. There is a glory on your life Devin, there's a glory on your life. That's why the attack is the way it is. There's a glory. There's a glory. There's a glory. That's why the attack is the way it is. There's a glory there. Maddie, there's a glory there. There's a glory on you. That's why he's attacking. That's why. 
and the enticement of this world to you and to all of us. Just to lay your lap, lay your head. forfeit the glory of the manifest presence for the glory of an illicit affair. That's what Delilah is. That's what all sin is. It's an illicit affair that wants to steal and rob from us. But I remind you, I remind you, Brittany, I remind you, Dan, he just wants you. He just wants you. Just lay your head down. Give in to it. Forfeit it. Oh, it's not real, he says. None of it's true. Nobody really cares. Just lay your head down and forfeit what the Father has. And rather, take what Delilah offers. But you've been marked. You're going through hell. You've been marked. Dwayne, you've been marked. You're marked. You're marked. It's hell because you're marked. Because you're different. You're different. There's a glory there. There's a glory there. There's a glory there. There's always been a glory. There's always been a glory. Always. why the temptation is the way it is man because there's a glory there's a glory there's a glory and, and you, just give in man just give up it's all fooey it's all nonsense you say she says just lay your head down take a little bit of it just forfeit it give it up and here's a here's a scary part of this Here's the scariest part of this, man. And here, I want you to hear this, preacher, this morning. The scary part of this is this. When the manifest presence departs, you will not know. You won't know when he goes. He'll just go. He'll just walk out the door. He'll just leave. And you'll find yourself in a situation, a circumstance, in the fight of your life. And you'll stand up and you'll rise again like you have before. But Jesus will be gone. And you will be alone with the glory of this world. You will be left with the strength of man. Then what will the choice it's a choice church you can be an average Christian I would say there's no shame in that but but I've, I've tasted the glory of God I, 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 I've been in the glory I, I've seen some things with my eyes and the spirit that I can't see 
with my eyes of this world. I've seen some things in glory that make this world just look pitiful and pathetic, look like mud pies compared to what I've seen in the glorious presence of the King of all glory. I've seen some things that have convinced me in my life never to go back for the reward of this world. Now you can have it, you can have it. You can have all of it. All I want is Jesus. And, and I don't apologize anymore for it. I'm done pretending like I, I want anything less than the miracle-working manifest presence of the King of all glory who shows up in a room and death has to stand up at its feet, whose blind eyes begin to open in the glorious place of the Lord. The secrets of God are worth the pursuit. So if you want the secrets today, this is the altar call. If you want the secrets of God, if you're done with the foolishness of this world and you say, give me the secrets of God, I just want you to stand to your feet if you want the secrets of God. If that's you, if you want the secrets of God, if you want the secrets of God, now if you stood to your feet, just lift your hands in the air. I want the secrets of God. I want the secrets of God. I want the reward. The reward. What's the reward? He is your exceedingly great reward. His name is Jesus. Jesus, 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 we bid you come. Jesus, we bid you come. Come on, just begin to cry out. Jesus, we bid you come. We bid your presence come. Rest on me, God. Rest on me tangibly, God. I just want you. I don't want this world anymore. I just want you, Jesus. If you're here today, you say, I got my hands raised. I'm in the atmosphere this morning. I'm in, the, I'm in here this morning. I feel the glory of God. I don't know what to do. I've never given my heart to Christ. If that's you, begin to pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sin. I repent. Come into my heart. Make me new. I pray you feel that right now. Oh my gosh, God is making people new right now from this side to that side, from that side to that side. You're watching online. God is making you new. He's washing all the old things away right now. God is making you new. Now pray this dangerous prayer with me. Take my life. Come on, say, say, God, God, take my life. Change this world with your manifest presence in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen? Live right. Love everybody. Pray hard. God bless you as you go.